Greetings, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from Little Castaways Beach in Queensland, Australia. Joined today by Michael Dillon. Michael, g'day, sir. Very warm welcome. Where are you hanging out? Hey, thanks, Tom. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas today. Little Rock, Arkansas. All right. So, <laughs> how's it? It's a blustery how's... 32 degrees here, by the way. Ooh, that's brisk. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got 32 degrees here today, too, but it's Celsius, not Fahrenheit. So, that's quite <laughs> the difference. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Michael, he helps business professionals create credibility and he preconditions prospects to hire those professionals before the first meeting. Well said. Which is, I have to say that, Michael, this is, this is a common failure that I, that I see time and time again is, is premature proposition. People reaching out and suggesting they have a talk of, or they want services or do you talk about this before they're preconditioned. So this is going to be absolute gold to listeners. Folks, Michael's passion and energy is surpassed only by his love for his family. And our title today is How to Precondition Prospects to Hire You Before They Meet With You. Michael, our seven minutes starts now. Question number one, sir, is who is your ideal client? Well, my ideal client is a, a professional service provider. So think financial advisor, attorney, chiropractor, a coach, someone who sells through a, a consultative approach and really wants to influence prospects to hire them before they ever have that first meeting. Brilliant. Thank you. So there has this the prospect is contemplating entering into a trusted relationship for professional advice. So that's that trust level has got to be real high. So tell us more. You've described part of the problem you solve, but tell us more about that. Six and a half minutes left. Question two, what's the problem you solve for them? So the problem we solve is that most business professionals look like all of their competition, right? They have a similar message, they have similar offerings. And from the prospect's perspective, well, they all look the same. It's a lot like the, the Where's Waldo puzzles, right? <laughs> so when your prospect doesn't have a compelling reason to choose you over your competition, they hire someone else and you don't gain a client. So we solve that problem by changing how people think about you. And we do that by helping our clients. We develop a personal brand, help them publish a best-selling book, and then we launch a profitable podcast for them. And when those work together to establish their credibility, and to establish our clients as the expert in the mind of that audience, when you stand out like that, your audience, your prospects, they're preconditioned to hire you before you ever meet with them. Because not, not only are you going to stand out from all your competitors because of the credibility assets, but you're also going to be completely differentiated. So let's totally. talk about, so question three is, is what are some of the typical symptoms that that folk are going to be experiencing in their business before they find your solution. So what's going on in someone's business? So how would they know they need to talk with you? Yeah, well, they're losing sales that they know they should be making. Right. Okay, they're having a lot of initial conversations with prospects, but they aren't closing the sale and they're not sure why. So they spend their days chasing after prospects, making those endless calls, sending countless follow-up emails, trying to schedule that next follow-up appointment. And quite often they're, they're frustrated, they're stressed out, they're discouraged right. because they know, they know they can help somebody, but they need to find a way to convince the prospect 
that they're the one who has the answer and the solution for them. It's, I mean, it can get maddening at times. Probably they're feeling like they're the world's best kept secret and wondering why some of their competitors appear to be doing better when the quality of their service that they're providing, their advice is, is top notch. So these, are, these folks we're talking about, are they smart people? Question number four and four minutes left. The smart people are going to try to fix it, but they're probably going to make some mistakes before they find your solution. So what in your experience of the clients that you've worked with, what are some of the mistakes they've told you they made prior to working with you? Yeah, well, they look for answers in all the wrong places. Okay, so when you think the answer to your problems out there in the marketplace, so a new social media platform, a, a new funnel, a new website, you're going to be disappointed. Okay, because the answer is found by looking into the mind of your prospect and understanding how they see you. And when you can influence how they see you versus your competition, your business is going to grow. So right. think about, I mean, Tony Robbins, Seth Godin, Dave Ramsey, on and on. They're all really ordinary people who've done a masterful job at influencing how we think about them. And business owners can do exactly the same thing with their audience. The second mistake I see is, is not telling your story. We've been told forever to put personality into your marketing. Few people follow that advice. True. As humans, we make decisions emotionally. Then we find all the logic to back up why we want to do what we want to do. But it's your story that bonds with your ideal prospect in such a way that they know that you're the right person for them. And that's why we always begin with the personal brand. It's a story that Tom, only you can tell. And it's that story that's gonna help differentiate you powerfully to attract that right client. It's unique to you and to each individual. So it's not rocket science to position yourself differently. It's your story that most of the time you're scared to tell, right? And that leads into right. the third mistake that I see everybody make is they market like the masses. Most business people market like everybody else in their industry. And they use cookie cutter websites and corporate sounding emails and weak calls to action. Right. I, I tell people all the time, it's as bland as butter. So instead, you've got to be leveraging the power of your voice, speaking to your audience in very personal, personable language and allowing prospects to bond with you through a variety of mediums, including emails and books and podcasts and videos. And yep. yes, Tom, even webinars. Yep. Sounds like a plan to me. So we've got 90 seconds left. Three questions. Thank you, sir. Question five, what's one valuable free action? Like a quick tip you could give someone. Not going to solve the whole problem, but might take them a step in the right direction. Yeah. Just remember, people buy who you are more so than what you do. So discover your core story. Why do you do what you do? And tell that through all of your marketing. Authentically and naturally and without trying to smoke mirrors, copy someone else's template. Absolutely. That. Question Absolutely. six, and one minute left, let's direct folks to a free resource where they could get some, some more help with this. And I'm going to, just for the sake of time, give it to everyone now. It's www.thecredibilitycalculator.com. What are folks going to find there, Michael? They're going to find a series of questions, less than 20 questions, and under five minutes, we're going to give a credibility score because credibility is great, but nobody can really define it. We've been able to define it so that in under five minutes, you'll get your credibility score and know how to improve your credibility. This, this is going to be like a blueprint of where you're at now and what you need to do to get to where you want to go. Question number seven. Thank you, Sarah. Just 15 seconds left. So real fast. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't and the answer? What's the biggest thing I've learned in marketing? 
And the biggest thing I've learned in marketing is that the marketing battleground is not out there. It's in the mind of the prospect. And when you learn how to influence how people think about you, everything changes. Brilliant. Michael Delon, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com.